Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Hello, friends. Michelle back here with the Honest Mom Podcast, and I have my first guest with me today. I am so excited. I have had a lot of these solo episodes and I think it's time to bring on some of the best mom friends that I have found out there, experts and just cool people that will tell it like it is. So today, my first guest is Chrissy Summers. She is the owner and founder of Stay and Play Local. She was selected, this is so cool, she was selected as a next 1000 entrepreneur by Forbes magazine, local tech innovator. She's a local tech innovator who has created a website that connects residents and visitors alike to the local flavor found within many suburban communities. Founded on the theory that a community thrives when the local businesses survive, Chrissy wanted to help her community get easily connected to locally owned businesses and local organizations. She created Stay and Play Local from the ground up, filling a void found in most suburban communities that allows residents to explore more within their community and allow visitors VIP access to do what the locals do. Having been an educator for a decade, her passions then and now lie steadily with connecting the community to the resources within it. Chrissy is passionate about serving several communities with her product and looks forward to plans of expansion in the coming months, which I'm so excited for. She lives in Geneva, Illinois with her three daughters and husband spending any free time doing what the locals do with her family and friends, which may or may not involve cocktails at her favorite local establishment. So Chrissy, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. Yay, I'm so excited. I can't, I mean, I can't thank you enough for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. This is so fun. Oh, well, you know, it's about time. I have a fun and energetic voice on the other side of this mic. I know people may, <laughs> may enjoy listening to me to some extent, but I think it's so cool when two women or even more can just like chat and shoot the shit, be honest. Yeah. And I think it kind of generates to some additional like conversation that you just didn't think would happen. Well, and so I think it should also be told that you and I have had in real life cocktails together several <laughs> occasions like <laughs> absolutely so i love your organization first of all because um this month i have done a friendship series um this in february and a lot of the women that i talk to or that interact with me get really fired up about the world of making friends and i think your organization has done such a good job with that and i just want to thank you for you know getting me i've come, come to a few of your events and it's just it's scary because i walk in by myself a lot of the time and just to meet right. new women um but i also love that if i need something to do on the weekend and my mind is like uh I just go on your website or your, your Instagram page, which we'll be talking about. And yep. <laughs> you just have like, you know, everything that's going on for families, for singles, for moms, for couples. It's so cool. So thank you so much for creating this and making it oh so my awesome. 
But it's like, it's the gratitude that makes us continue doing what we do. Um, because unlike a brick and mortar, we don't get to greet customers as they walk in the door, right? Mm -hmm. So we just have, I mean, we can keep track of analytics of how many people are visiting our site um, and how many followers we have on Facebook and Instagram, but that's not interaction. That doesn't really give us true feedback. So the only way we can interact with our audience is through comments on social media, through DMs and through emails. It's all virtual, our communication, but it is getting messages like what you just said verbally, getting that written in an email, or if you know we're out having lunch or dinner somewhere and someone's stopping us and verbally saying like, oh my gosh, love your, like that's the stuff that makes me happy because I don't get to see customers on the daily basis, even though month to month, we have anywhere from four to 9,000 people on our website but I don't get to see their faces. You know, I don't get to greet them and thank them for using the site. So I appreciate you taking time to share your gratitude. That's honestly what keeps us going. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> well, today, um, everyone out there, what we're going to be talking about, which we've mentioned a few times now, is the world of social media and motherhood. I've done a solo episode on this, on the benefits and the not so benefits of social media. Like anything, there's a good, there's a bad, there's an ugly, there's amazing things. And you just have to figure out how to navigate and make it work for you. Um, some people want to throw in the towel. I totally respect that. Some people need to, you know, to kind of figure out how to make it work because they need it. But um, I'm going to first, before we dive into the world of social media and motherhood and business, I'm going to draw our mom card of the week, which sometimes I forget to do until the end. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read, or I forget to do it at all. Um, I'm going to read it out loud. I'm going to first see what Chrissy thinks, like if initially what comes to her mind, even if it has nothing to do with this topic today. And then I may reflect on it later myself, but I think the first thing that's coming to mind before you even read anything is like, where the hell is my glass of sangria? I've demanded it from my husband. I texted him and told him I needed it and it's not here yet. <laughs> that's what's on my mind, but I'll try to focus. I swear. Okay. Well, hopefully this will um, channel the sangria. So I'm going to open it now. This is from the You Matter pile from our compendium cards. So this is from, and 90% of these people, I don't even know who they are. I always have to Google them. DM Dellinger. Okay. So there is a magic about you that is all your own. And I'll repeat. There is a magic about you that is all your own. So again, this uh, Chrissy, okay. this is, doesn't have to do with social media. It, it's right. kind of just what initially comes to your head. Okay, so I'm gonna say this because my husband and I recently had this conversation and I joke about like demanding sangria from him. He's not, oh. my, I swear to God, he's amazing. He's probably <laughs> gonna come down here flipping me off with a glass of sangria. Because <laughs> <he's sweet. laughs> um, but my husband and I were just talking about this. Um, just like how, crazy I was in college. That's how we met, um, was in college doing inappropriate things that college kids do. Um, but we were, I was talking, like, I had so much baggage. Why the hell did you stay with me? Like I legit put him through a crazy ex-boyfriend who like punched him in the nuts at a football game. Like not great. This is like within a week of us seeing each other, not even officially dating. Um, and then that ex-boyfriend continued to stalk both Tyler and I. So it was like, not pretty. But he oh. stuck through all that. And then about one month into us officially starting dating, my dad, um, I'm Middle Eastern, by the way, my dad's straight from Iraq. Um, he tried to arrange my marriage to someone in Baghdad. Um, and I was like, oh my God, no. And of course, Tyler found out. I'm like, all right, he's leaving me for sure now. If he didn't leave after the crazy ex-boyfriend, he is gone now. But he informed me that I'm just a special level of crazy, which I can, you know, flip-flop with the word magic, like this card says, <laughs> that just kept him on the hook long enough. Like he really said, like, I just never knew what was going to happen the next day with you. Um, I, I, it's not that I'm spontaneous, but I'm, you know, I don't know. I'll take opportunities and chances and risks and uh, see where that takes me. Um, so I guess that's the magic I have. And that's what came to mind when I heard that. I love it. I love it. And that, you know what? I never knew about your, your father and that, 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 yeah. that ha that's, 
Okay. So how did you, how did you get out of it? How did you get out of that? Oh my God, girl, I didn't really get out of it smoothly. Um, keep in mind again, my brother or my brother, my dad is one of 10 that came from Iraq. So he has nine brothers and sisters. Um, and they left Iraq because of religious persecution. He did it. Oh, look, he's, you can't see, but he's here. Tyler, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> he brought my Hello. and a blanket. Oh, <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. I, I'm not getting shit. All no. right. He's not coming in the closet to deliver any wine for you, huh? <laughs> No, no. Oh, um, thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh so there's five boys and five so, so I have five uncle or four uncles and, and five aunts. Um, and in an Assyrian culture in many Middle Eastern cultures. If you have a son, not that he's treated better, but he carries on the name and the legacy of the family. So he gets more. So my brother growing up always got more than I did. Um, but the females in the family are ones that, oh my God, it's like, you know how you trade a spouse for a goat? Like it's oftentimes like a joke, but <laughs> that's really, it's like a dowry. Like that's what this is. Um, so they were trying to marry up so that our family would have higher status in Iraq. So I was supposed to get married to an architect from the University of Baghdad that came from a very wealthy family. They were going to pay for my college. All I had to do is marry him. And me being the young American, like super American, literally born and raised in Chicago, I don't know anything other than an American life, was like, um, no, not interested. Yeah. Um, and then I got harassed by my uncles and my male cousins. Um, and I just found out, and this was when I was 18, I'm 35 now. I just found out four years ago that none of the females in my family knew about this arranged marriage at all because I was talking to my stepmom about it. And she goes, wait, what? <laughs> She's married to my father. Like, oh my gosh, no idea that it happened. Um, yeah. So it was, I didn't really get out of it. It was about 10 years of like not talking to anybody on that side of the family um, because the, I had brought shame to the family. Um, it was just not pretty. So, I mean, my relationship with my dad now is super strained. Um, and I'm still rebuilding the relationship with my aunts and my cousins that I had lost touch with over, you know, the last decade and a half. Um, because I do want my daughters to know their culture. Um, it's just all that baggage and shit that happened. It's like, it wasn't healthy for my mental well-being. Wow. Yeah. That, that is an, I mean, that's an incredible story. And I'm so happy that like you at, at that age knew what you wanted. And oh girl, you I mean, my dad was just not a great husband. And I knew at a young age, like, I don't want that for my future. Uh, and so mm -hmm. he essentially showed me what to not have as a husband. And, and you were aware I, of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At a very young age. Um, so if anyone tried controlling me in any way, I was like, F you, I'm out of here. <laughs> Nobody yeah. told me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you shared that story. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's not something that can, that comes up so easily, you know? It's like, guess what? Guess what happened to me? You know? So yeah. th thank you for sharing that. I, I love that. I know that about you now. Yeah. Fun facts. Fun facts. All right. So like, how do we transition now into social media? Uh, social media? Well, we just do it, I guess. Um, so why did you choose this topic out of the topics that I shared with you? Um, because I feel like it resonated with me, not only with, with how my job depends very heavily on social media and how we portray ourselves on social media. Um, but just, it's just like, as a mom, and prior to me, you know, being an entrepreneur, I was an educator for 10 years and social media was a huge part of every aspect of my life um, as a teacher, as a mom, and now as an entrepreneur. So I thought like, this is definitely the right topic. Yeah. So um, what are like the good things, like, what do you love about social media? Let's stop, start out with the positives. Cause I feel like in this day and age, especially like if I hear, did you watch the social dilemma one more time? I think I'm going to, you know, yeah. So we just had a girl's weekend and I'm like, someone brought it up after like 80 glasses of wine. I'm like, I am not talking about this at 1130. Insert eye roll here. Yeah. And I, so, you know, I, I would love to start out with the positive side of things and like as a mom, as well as for your business, how have you seen it just make your life better? 
Oh my God. You know, and I complain about social a lot. Oh, so do I. Please know that. But I mean, for anyone who owns a business starting there, I mean, it's free marketing and yes, it takes a bit of your time for sure, but it's free marketing. And yes, they're changing algorithms all the time to get you less visibility with the more followers you have. I understand that, but it's still free. Um, so any business owner, regardless of what field you're in, it's free marketing and you need to learn how to use it. So like, that's a positive right there is the fact that it's free marketing for a business to get their name out into the world, um, and to share what they do. Um, other benefits, like as a mom, and this kind of goes as a negative too. I, I like following other moms out there with kids that are similar ages. I like to see like the struggles that they're having. Now, a lot of accounts aren't necessarily uh, forthcoming with the struggles that they have where it all looks like sunshine and roses. And I know that shit ain't true. Um, but I try to follow the moms who keep it more real or who share more about their personal life versus the persona they want to project into the social ether, you know? Um, so it's nice just to connect, you know, even with complete strangers. Um, and then even as a teacher, I used it all the time because it was a great tool. Um, I taught middle school. So it wasn't like we had these cute apps where I could send pictures of each individual child with the parents like they do at daycares. I taught 79 to 85 middle schoolers every year. So having a classroom Instagram account was a great way for parents to see what was happening in the classroom every day. Um, and their kid didn't have to be in the picture for them to know what was going on in the classroom, you know? Um, so it was a great tool for communication. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't have that growing up at all. It was parent-teacher conferences, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, and I remember when Brooklyn went to school and her, her teacher had a, an Instagram account and I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't mind my daughter being on social media. I don't know how you feel. I mean, I've seen your children yeah. on social media, so I assume <laughs> that you're fine. Did you ever, were you ever like yeah. concerned about putting them on? Yeah. So in the beginning of the business, maybe like the first two months, I wanted their faces not shown, um, because I learned very quickly, um, how people recognized us out in the community and we would get stopped. And at first I was uncomfortable with it. Cause I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Like I signed up to tell you what's going on, not for me to get my face everywhere and for people to recognize me. Yeah. Um, so I learned like people are recognizing me. I don't want them recognizing my kids. Um, but then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like people see me out in public and they're with me. So like <laughs> their faces are out there. Yeah. Um, so usually it was like the back of their heads is what I was putting on for the first two months. Um, and I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm going to put their faces on. And then that's when I felt like I could be more genuine with what I was posting and sharing. Um, and that, as you can tell, I try to keep it as real as possible. I have general anxiety disorder. I had postpartum anxiety. I talk very openly about that. Um, if I'm having a bad day, I don't lie and say, no, I'm, I'm doing great. No, I'm feeling like shit. And, and then it's okay to say that. Like, it's okay to say you're having a bad day. Um, so I like to use social media as a tool of just transparency, just being transparent in, in how we portray ourselves on social. How transparent, like, what is your, like your limit? Like what you're like, I'm not going to share that. Cause there's people out there that share stuff where everything, I'm like, yeah. whoa, like, you know, physically, mentally, everything. Do you have a limit? Like where you're I, like, eh, I'm done I mean, my, my limit is I don't talk religion, politics, anything that's hot topic. We don't talk about that stuff um, just because it's too polarizing. And our whole premise of our website and our social is to get people connected. Like, I don't want anything we post to be so polarizing. Um, anxiety is one of the, like, it's a diagnosis. You can hate me for having anxiety, but that reflects more on you, you know? So that's not necessarily polarizing, but it is like talking politics and who the president is and how I feel about it. Like, we don't do that. Um, we also, I say, I don't like post pictures of my body, but I actually just did post a, a picture of like a 30 day progress picture working with a local nutritionist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, and we, all we did was really just make sure we were moving every day for 30 minutes and then changing our diet. So we're eating cleaner and we had like awesome results. So I like did post that picture. Yeah. 
but I'm again, I'm like open to that. And I also, anytime we slip up and like today we had donuts and pizza, I'm going to share that. And I posted that <laughs> like, we had donuts and pizza today. <laughs> it was great. Um, because we were promoting local businesses by doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of physical limits of things, I won't share in photos or talk about, um, like obviously like my sex life, I'm not sharing any of that. I don't want anyone knowing that information. Um, yeah. And the politics and religion and hot topic stuff we don't talk about. That's it. I think that's really it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I've met your husband, you know, a few times now, but like my husband, he's very uncomfortable with social media. He's just not a fan. Um, and, and that's okay. But out of respect for him, like, I just, I really don't, I don't post really that much about him unless it's like my wedding photo or something like right. that. And, um, like my limit with him is like, I don't share like our dirty laundry. And if someone does, if someone's using social media to vent and release and they're having issues, that's fine. Um, but like for me, I don't know what my husband would, I don't, I don't want to know what he would do. It would just be, but I'm like, I was thinking about this the other day, you bring up a good, a really interesting point because you know, I have my opinions and feelings about things that have just been happening in the past couple years and I'll see people on their stories do things where I either laugh or I'm like, oh yeah, I totally agree or I disagree. And I always think like, do I want to post right. this stuff? <laughs> and then I think, and I'm like, no, I'm like, I think, and it's fine that they do. Exactly. I'm like, I think the way, like I, you made a great point. Like I want to connect people and for people not to be like, oh, I'm afraid to connect with her because she doesn't, you know, because some of yeah. these topics they really separate us and really strong feelings. I've just learned. So I mean, I, honestly, it's crazy. And again, my big thing is like, we are all adults. Once you cross that 21, eight, 18 even, but like really 21 or even 25, if you want to stretch it, you are an adult at that point. And I think the thing that I try to remember is we are all going to have different opinions about everything, but we have to respect everyone's opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You just have to respect it. Everyone has gone down a certain path in their life that has led them to believe what they believe. And we have to respect that journey. You know, we have to respect that in, in other people and can't tell them they're wrong for their beliefs. We can just have different beliefs. And again, we were on a different path that led us to where we are too. Yeah. Um, and we hope that people respect our opinion. So I just put out there that we just need to be respectful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what is something on social, like with social media? Cause you, you've really come out of your shell, um, with you and your team with things you've been doing on social media. What has been some, has been something new that you've done in like the last six ish months that you've been like, Oh, I'm so like uncomfortable doing this, but it looks fun and I probably should do it. Or ever, you know, I probably like, I'm told I should do it. <laughs> um, is there anything that you've done that yes. has been uncomfortable for you yes the reels instagram reels which we are it's like essentially the same thing as tiktok and we haven't even touched tiktok yet well we have an account um but reels were really uncomfortable in the beginning like facebook lives three years ago were the main thing and i was getting comfortable doing those and you know they were fun and then instagram reels came i'm like nah it's gonna go away i don't have to worry about worry about that <laughs> and then it was like Instagram is prioritizing reels. So everyone is seeing reels first. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I better hop on that train. Um, so they were really uncomfortable at first because it is like a lot of voiceover or like videos to music and editing. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. But I had to ask myself like, okay, what is my entire goal of social media? And it's to connect residents and visitors to local businesses, things to do, organizations. So I decided I would use reels to, to meet that goal. So now I work with local business owners to create these reels. Um, and they have a blast doing it. And I have a blast. It's like, we're giggling, like we're 12 year old. It's so much fun. Um, even I did a reel with the brewmaster at obscurity brewing. He was so fun to work with. Like he was Aww. so funny and he's this big, huge burly guy. And he was just 
having a damn blast with and he's like this is awesome <laughs> like yes <laughs> yes I and they are you've done such a great job with them and I love how you're connecting with these people because I immediately when I see them I think that I'm like oh they must be totally like sidebar giggling and like maybe you have to do it like 10 times because they just you know oh, yeah. something happens or whatever and legit I, a 10 second reel takes a good 30 minutes sometimes because we're laughing too much or like one person likes it and the other one doesn't so we have to redo it and we're laughing it just it's so much fun yeah how has social media enriched you on the personal side as like, um, as a mother? Well, it's like I was saying, I, I follow those accounts that these women keep it genuine. Um, now granted, do I follow women who are all about put, portraying this perfect life? Yeah. Because in my head, it's also aspirational. Like I would love to have those great days. Um, but in all honesty, most days are not perfect and they're not great. Um, but it is nice to see like, oh, that could be us one day. Or, you know, sometimes I follow women to get ideas. If we're going on vacation, I follow the moms in that area to know what to do with my family. Um, like we're going to California, Southern California this uh, in June. So we already started looking for bloggers and for moms on Instagram that to see what they're doing in the communities in La Jolla and Laguna Beach. Great idea. Diego. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's pretty enriching. And that's honestly how we have been um, planning our vacations now is using social media to identify places to go um, that are more local based because all the locals are going there. Um, believe it or not, there's not a ton of websites like hours in existence. And that's what we're trying to change with our expansion. We know there are so many communities that could use our website, um, both for residents and visitors, just to do what locals do. So we're excited to, to stretch that and bring that uh, first to the Chicago suburbs and then other states across the country. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, now do you, when you were raising babies, baby babies, did you go on social media to like like, so, you know, like mommy Facebook groups and local Facebook groups to like, oh, I need help with this. Or, you know, how do you find this? Or how does you, you know, sleep challenges? Did you do that when you were in the thick of early motherhood? <laughs> so I used to, I did to start. Um, and then I just found a lot of those groups to be super drama filled. Um, and like asking a silly question of like, for, and this was one that we did ask, like our second Riley, did not take to any bottle. And I was like, I just need help finding a bottle. Like I tried nursing and like, I'm not good at nursing. I don't produce enough milk. We need to switch, but she's struggling. Can you give me recommendations? And then it turned into an argument of like breast is best. And it's like, bitch, I told you I can't breastfeed. I'm not producing enough. I don't want my child to starve. I don't have a choice. Um, so then it became too dramatic. And I was like, I can't do these groups anymore. So then I just leaned on my friends. I would text them and ask their opinions. You know, I felt like that was better received and I was actually getting valuable um, advice back. Or I'd even post it as like my post on my feed and have my friends comment on that. Um, but I stopped using the mommy groups um, until I started the business. And then I was like, you know what? There's gotta be other moms out there who um, felt the way I felt. And not to say every mom's group was that way, but it was, that was the interaction I was having six, seven years ago. Um, that it just wasn't again, healthy for me to be on those groups, because then it was making me question my decisions about the health and safety of my child. Um, and I knew I was doing the right thing, but then having to second guess because other moms are telling me breast is best. Um, so yeah, so then we created Foxy Mamas uh, for women in the area, and it's been a life-saving group for a lot of people, um, just because it is drama-free. That's like our number one rule is I don't want to sit and babysit you online, act like an adult who respects others' decisions, and we have a zero-tolerance policy. If you act like a clown and you're disrespectful, you're out. We don't, we'll, we'll boot you and we'll send you a message and let you know why. Um, but we don't mess around in that group. <laughs> oh, you don't, you know what? And you make, I, I noticed that as well. Like that your Foxy Mama's Facebook group is exactly what I needed eight years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I yeah, I was in the same, same boat as you with that. And I, you know, don't, I did 
find great women that, you know, I'd see on the street and it was a night, you know, it was nice to put a face with a name and, you know, it was a, it was a nice virtual way to meet some people when I was in the thick of sitting on my couch for like 20 hours a day, you know, just trying to survive, you know, but, um, it was also, um, and I write about this, like it was so suffocating because like you, I would ask a question and I felt like there was just this like rabbit hole of responses that gave me so much anxiety. Yes. And I would go back though, for some reason to see if there were more. Oh no. You, went <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, like, yeah, like I'd go back to my post, like later on in the night and I'm like, whoa, or like I would try to help another mother out with something and someone would attack and be like, well, you're not a doctor and you don't know. Right. You know yeah. And I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a doctor. It, so again, like you, I just was like, I try to advise women that with, with those Facebook groups, you can find some really great ones, but you'll know when you need to leave. Exactly. And honestly, it's not to discount. I mean, the, I think the groups as a whole and the purpose of why they were set up all good intentions, but then the care yep. in the group, and then they ruin the group and it's not monitored enough to get rid of Karen. Um, and then Karen continues to perpetuate the issue. And then people end up leaving the group and having a distaste for that group. When really, again, the group wasn't set up for that. The group was meant for good. And it takes like one rotten apple. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but like we have a lot of great moms groups in our community, like a lot. Oh yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. It's gotten definitely better. I think people are more aware. They're more, you know, and they know like the zero tolerance. I think is totally what needs to happen because yeah. one bad apple does not need to destroy an entire group. Exactly. You know. You know? Yep. Now, how um, is there a platform that you just love, and a platform that you wish that you could, you know? that you want to get on and your goal is to also have that in your life. Oh, TikTok. I want everything to do with TikTok, but like, I'm not cool enough is what I keep telling myself, but I feel like, Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> I don't have to be cool enough from some of the things I see on there. I'm like, you know what? I could do this. I could do it. Um, but it is, it's like the same way I felt about Instagram reels where it was like really intimidating um, and scary at first. And like, I wasn't doing it right, which really there is no right or wrong way. Um, I know it's that same exact feeling. And I know once we start messing with TikTok, we're going to be fantastic and have a great time with it the same way we do with reels. Um, but it is like all these video platforms, they're just so fun. And like, you know, you get sucked into it and you end up scrolling through reels or TikTok for like an hour and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. shit, where did that hour of my life go? Um, but yeah, TikTok would be my next venture for sure. Yeah. And are you an Instagram fan right now? Is that probably? Oh yeah, a, yeah. I totally prefer. And you, I mean, we both grew up with like Facebook being the thing. Yeah. Um, it's like the social media platform, the only one um, that people were really using. And then it expanded and now Instagram has my heart. I love it. <laughs> what about Pinterest? I mean, I use Pinterest for house projects, for hairstyles, um, maybe sometimes for vacation. Uh, but oftentimes the vacation posts are super outdated. Um, so really for like fun hairstyle, like stupid girly things is what I use Pinterest for. <laughs> yeah. People tell me to like be on Pinterest more. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know much, I mean, uh, much about it other than trying to find like, like stuff like you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I think I'm good with, with what I'm dealing with right now. So on the flip side of this though, what challenges do you have with social media? And like, so like, what do you struggle with? Well, I mean, the fact, like I was saying earlier, the good thing about it as a business owner is that it's free marketing, right? But mm -hmm. then uh, using that same exact idea, it eats up so much of our time. Um, I did this hats exercise with my business consultants and it essentially identifies what you're spending most of your time on in a standard work day. Um, and over the course of one week, I had spent over 15 hours on social media, whether it was scheduling posts, re researching, like getting stuck in reels, right? Yeah. Um, creating reels, creating content. Uh, it was just so much time spent on it. Again, I understand why I get it. Um, but it is a time suck. It eats up so much valuable time that I could be doing something else. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're addicted to it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Like, I mean, talking real, like if I go to the bathroom, I don't care if it's one or two, I'm bringing my phone and I'm cruising through social media. Totally. It's I my too. alone time. Okay. I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> it's like I get a little bit of alone time every day and it's in the bathroom and I'm bringing my phone and I'm creeping on social. Yeah. Oh my God. I totally am. And then my husband's there for like three hours. Right. I, I don't we, <laughs> we were saying this weekend, my girlfriends and I, like back in the day, like our dads would bring like the entire like Chicago Tribune into yes. the bathroom. Yes. And now, now it's the phone, you know, they're done, you know, like he's on Twitter, ESPN, Reddit. I don't even know. And right. so all the things, cause they're in there for God knows how long, at least we're at, like pretty speedy about what we got I, to Yeah. I, I, yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Uh, what two things, do you wish would go away or change on social media if anything I mean the stupid algorithms they change all the time and like just speaking as a business owner you feel like okay I got it I got the new algorithm I'm doing everything they want us to do so that my posts at least reach my own audience I don't care if they reach anyone else and then they change it again and then everything gets demoted and it's trying to figure out what the hell the new algorithm is so that your posts actually get seen Um, that is so frustrating for any business owner. And I'm sure you've seen it in your own post lately too. The algorithm has recently changed on Instagram again. Um, so keep up with all of that. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally now. Um, one thing like for me, like as a mom, one thing I wish that would change is, (sighs) Like, I guess on a business side, I'm the same with you, like the algorithms and, and all that stuff. And I feel like everything constantly changes. And I, I feel like I don't have the time to like research this stuff, but I also don't want to spend a lot of money to like have someone figure it out for me, Exactly. you, you know? So it's like, I'm stuck with like, oh, just hire someone out. And I'm like, well, I'm not making like six figures, like, right. you know, can't so, do that yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, one thing that I struggled with as a mother with social media and I've gotten much better with it where I'm I'm out of the, the, the woods is I did a lot of comparison of myself to other moms on Facebook, oh, on, yeah. on, you know, on Instagram. And it wasn't even just the photos. It was a lot of it was what they were doing. Yeah. Like I felt like I was so boring and I had no creativity and like, they're doing all this stuff and Montessori stuff and wood blocks and this and crafts and vacations. And I'm like, man, I'm going to like Wisconsin and, or I'm going, I'm not playing with my kid probably as much as they are or doing the, the things that they're doing or making the foods that I see, you know, the people I would follow, you know, were in the health and wellness world too. So that on top of it, did you find yourself in motherhood, like in the woods, like I was in any way? During motherhood, I didn't, I really wasn't on social a ton. I used social when I had baby babies as like my virtual scrapbook. So I would only post pictures to be reminded of them in a year or three oh, years, you know? Yay. So I, oh, that's I how that. I use social media. I really wasn't super engaging on social. Um, I didn't get super active until my job required it until I started this business three and a half years ago. Um, and then yes, I absolutely started kind of comparing myself to other moms, even though I was posting for the business, you're still looking at people who are following you and what do they like? Cause you're trying to create content for these people. And a lot of them were moms doing exactly what you said, like that, having the you know wooden slides in their living room and climbing structures for their 10 month old to climb on. And I would glance at my babies who are just like on a play mat on the floor, hoping to stay put because I need them to just stay put. Like I don't want them moving. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying that that comparison was absolutely there, but it's like how heavily you use social it's bound to happen. And because in the beginning, I really wasn't using social a ton. I didn't have that worry. I started using it when our third was born, that's when I started the business when she was a newborn. So then social was a huge part of my life. And that's when I started doing more comparing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel you got out of that? Was it time or? I honestly, I don't know that I'm even out of it now. I, and you know, as I'm doing research and looking at other moms and like, oh, they're doing such a great job and following the moms that are keeping it real, following all these other moms, it is 
a comparison game, whether I am cognizant of it or not. Um, because it is, it creeps into your head, even like a day or two later, you see that image that you saw from two days ago. You're like, oh shit, I need to be doing more. Like I'm not doing enough. Um, so that mom guilt is, is real. Yeah. And I think, you know, you make such a good point. It's like, I think I've done better, you know, with mentally, with, with just trying to get out of that comparison trap. But I think it's so natural, whether you're talking to someone in a mommy play group live right, or whether it's on social media or you're talking to your friend on the couch, catching up and you're like, Oh, their kids are doing all oh, this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think it's just a natural, it's just, I guess, what do you do after you catch yourself doing it? Are you exactly. like, are you like, we're good. We're good. It's fine. Or, or do you let it like eat you up to a point where you have like, you know, a problem? I mean, my anxiety forces me to let it eat me up at least a little bit. Um, so it is like, oh my God, she has her kids in three sports. And like my poor children, two thirds of them are in a sport. And the last one is just lucky she gets dragged around. Um, so it is like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough, but it is, my husband is my level head. Um, oh, like you are doing plenty. The youngest is three. She doesn't need to be involved in anything right now. <laughs> like we're good. Well, so, do, you, do you remember back in the day? I, I was just, I'm like, we didn't get into sports. At least I didn't sports. Wasn't like a major thing until like middle school. Yes. Yes. I grew up in Chicago. That wasn't a thing until you were like old enough to form friendships on your own and wipe your own ass. I'm, yeah. Like I'm not, and wipe your own ass well, I should say. <laughs> exactly. And even then. <laughs> right. Even then you might not be in a sport until you're 12 <laughs> or 13. Um, and I mean, it's just not the way I grew up. I know every town is different. And I even moved to the suburbs uh, in eighth grade. And a lot of kids were still trying sports for the first time. Like <laughs> that was not being an athlete by the time you're four was not a thing. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like, yeah. And everyone's just like sharing their stories on social media about all their kids are doing and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I'm happy for them. That's the thing. One thing that yeah. I, I had to learn to do, and it, it's, it's a very intentional thing that I've had to learn to do is when I've seen a picture or a post or whatever, I, you know, be, instead of going down the rabbit hole, I've had to intentionally, and it's a lot of freaking work, say like, I'm happy for her. And even if I feel like it's maybe a little bit too much, or maybe it's not all true. I'm like, you know what? It's a great picture. They're doing a lot of stuff. Like, and I comment then, yes. you know, something very positive, like, oh, this is so great. And it makes me just kind of release that comparison a little bit. Well, that's good. And I think it's healthy that you admit that too, because that is the reality for a lot of us. Like there is a part of us that obviously feels a little bit of envy, a little bit of comparison of like, I'm not doing enough. I wish I was doing that or damn her. She's so good at everything she does. Um, but it is, I think, very genuine of you to admit that because I think there's a lot of women that feel the same exact way. Um, and like, I know I have too. It's like, again, this business has taught me a lot of things about who I am as a person. Mm. Um, and it's learning to be happy for other people's success has been huge for me. Um, because as a teacher, like I'd get pissed, I'd create these awesome lessons and I had an open door policy in my classroom. Um, and some teachers would come in, they loved it. There were different grade levels, but of language arts. So they were the same content area. And they're like, oh, I wanna do that in my classroom. And I'm a sharer. So like I would share, but then they would get evaluated on the lesson I, I gave them. So then really they were getting evaluated on my work and I would get pissed. <laughs> like, yeah. You crazy person. That's my work. Um, but I think now in the place I'm at now, I would say like, well, good for her. If that was her way of survival, because it was only her third year of teaching and that was her way of surviving and getting an evaluation under her belt that she felt comfortable with. I should have been happy about that. But back then I was like, oh my God, this bitch stole my work. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. I would have been the same. I would have been the same way. It takes a lot of work. You know, like sometimes I'll say things and I have to realize it's taken me like 
15 years of therapy, books, podcasts. Oh my God, yeah. You know, to get to <laughs> somewhat, you know, and then I have a new challenge then the next day. So yep. it's like, you know. It's never ending. Exactly. What is a guilty pleasure, pleasure that you have with social media? Oh my God, Michelle and everybody listening. If you're not following influencers in the wild, <laughs> oh my God, you're missing out on a day of chuckles every day. There's something so good on there, especially if like you see influencers out literally in the public and doing their crazy TikTok dances in the middle of the street and you roll your eyes. This is a feed of them from across the world. Like, oh God, it's so good. It's just, you get a good laugh. Um, you don't really see people's faces too up close. So you don't feel too bad that like, oh, this person I'm going to see. No, you're not going to ever see them. Um, it's just, it's so fun to look at other people being silly in public and the captions they put on it are the greatest. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> so is it someone else like secretly taping them? It has, it has grown so much that people submit. So they'll record when they see an influencer doing something silly in oh public, God. and then they'll submit it to this page and then the page posts it. So like this page doesn't have to do any work. They're getting these fed to them all the time <laughs> i am going to i need guilty pleasures along yes. with like the serious shit um because that kind of it reminds me like I, I used to love passenger shaming i don't know if you ever no, what on, is that? so that's people people's behavior on airplanes or traveling mostly oh, airplanes yes so think about people taking their socks off yes. um people going to the bathroom and Ew. like yeah, I'm not kidding you. There is stuff on there and it's not all disgusting like where you're gagging, but it is like, oh my God, I can't believe that that person's draw drying her underwear on Ew. the the fans oh God. Um, oh God. above. Yeah, or it's a lot of feet. There's, there's this one where this kid, he's probably like four, five maybe. And his dad, I don't know how, his dad starts videoing him in selfie so dad's next to him and this boy is looking at these like toes coming through <laughs> and he's like looking and he's like i have to send it to you and his because his comments are hysterical oh, and, and you hear his dad like laughing and then the kid turns and he's like get your feet out of, you know and he's like telling the person behind and then the feet just creep back <laughs> So oh, yeah, it's God. kind of, yeah, like that bad, like that behavior that's like yes. fascinating. Yes. It's like the behavior, you know, is like inappropriate. Yeah. You know, people do it and it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. Like I need to see how oh this my works God. Okay. So influence influencers in the wild. Yes. Okay. I'll find it. I will be following that for sure. And I'm sure I'll be sharing it on my um, Instagram oh, story. You'll love it. And my husband even like started following it and, but he'll threaten me with like, I'm going to put this on influencer. I'm like, you better. Lock your mouth when you're talking oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> well, one of my guilty pleasures, it's kind of on an, I showed it to one of my friends this weekend. She's like, what is this? <laughs> Have you heard of old time Hawkeye? No. Okay. I'll share it with you and, and listeners out there. I'll put all this in the show notes, by the way. Um, it is a man in the upper peninsula of Minnesota. I think he's 35. And he has an Australian shepherd and just got a new puppy. And it's just him in this cabin and he cooks and he ice fishes and it's so sensory, like soothing and it makes you smile. And he's got a very strong, like upper peninsula accent. I'll send it to you. It is, if you need a, if you're having a day where you're like, I can't handle anymore. You just pull this up and you're like, ah. Oh, anyway. okay. Wait, is his name Fritz? Dumb. yes okay, yes following got it <laughs> he makes like 80s food so think like seven layer salads and like taco oh, yeah. dip and he'll make like these old food like where you're like i used to eat that in the 80s and you know yeah. so anyways a feel good a feel oh, good yeah. and i think i'll need influencers in the wild when i have my breakdown days as yeah, well you know, i'm doing better than someone right yeah exactly <laughs> now i have a segment that i call someone failed to mention um and usually you know it has to do with what the topic we're talking about so today if you were going to say like someone failed to mention something about social media what like have you learned or what has shocked you that someone failed to mention that social media would be for you? 
Uh, oh my God. I'd like someone failed to mention I'd actually learn shit from social media. Like okay. the hair tutorials. I get caught up in hair and makeup tutorials. I am 35 years old and admittedly, I felt like for the last several decades, I did not know how to put on my makeup properly until Instagram reels. And now I'm learning how to apply eyeshadow and primer and bronzer and contouring. And I'm learning so much. Now that doesn't mean I'm any better at application, but I feel like I'm better. <laughs> now you need to send stuff to me because I guarantee I have no idea. And I've been doing it for like, you know, 25, 30 years. So God, I guarantee, <laughs> but I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I know I'm going to, especially the hair thing. Too. Oh my God. And there's a girl, I, I mean, I don't even know what her handle is, but I think because I'm engaging with so much of her shit, she pops up on my feed constantly. But like she does these very quick 10 second hair tutorial and they're just like hairstyles, right? It's not like curling your hair straight. No, it's like putting it up in a half knot and all these different styles. I'm like, oh, that looks easy. And then I go try it in my bathroom and it's like, you know, the Pinterest fail pictures. Oh like yeah, yeah. Hashtag Pinterest fail. Like that's what I look like. I'm the fail side of her success. <laughs> it's so bad. I haven't well, done that, but that yet, but still. <laughs> You have such great hair too. So I would, I think you should be doing that. Like some, some Pinterest fails, right? some hair real, you know, oh my God, that would, I feel like explode us into the oh. crazy interwebs. We would be famous for our fails. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you were going to give three pieces of advice on making social media work for you, not only, you know, like in business or as a mother so personally, do you have, you know, two to three pieces of advice for the moms out there that are like, uh, I hate it, or I don't know. And I, you know, that are just maybe confused and looking for some honest advice. Okay. So goals, time limits, and like, no, how do I phrase this? Like know who you are and don't doubt that for a second. Um, so, so goals, like Biz, for business, if I'm on social media to avoid the rabbit hole getting sucked down this hair tutorial train when really I'm supposed to be searching for audio for my next reel, um, really have a goal in mind, right? And then to follow that, give yourself a time limit. And that goes business, personal, whatever. Don't spend so much time on social that you're like, well, shit, I'm never getting that time back. And I was supposed to do X, Y, Z, and that definitely didn't get done. Um, so definitely have time limits. And then, you know, we were talking about those mom groups, again, set up for great reasons, yet there's people in there that are quick to drag you down for whatever reason. Um, so just know who you are, know your beliefs, know your values, and don't let anyone else make you question those beliefs. Oh, that's so great. And yet, you know, you always hear things like that and you're like, where were you, you know? eight years, years ago, years 10 years now. ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, now something on the flip side though, this has nothing to do with social media, but what you're, so you're speaking about the hair, the makeup, or I guess anything else, what are your favorite, like, do you have a favorite product or food or anything right now that you're just like loving? I tend to do this with my episodes where I just like, I'm not like promoting anything or getting sponsorship for it, but I oh, just, no. I'm like, Oh, I love this new hair product or I love this new bar or whatever. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this sounds, I sound like a crazy person. I don't, or maybe I just sound really old school when I say this. Um, so you talked about my hair. I do have a lot of hair. Again, I'm Middle Eastern. I have hair on every inch of my body because of that, like legit everywhere. Um, but my hair on my head, I condition once a month with lard, um, like legit baking lard. <laughs> okay. I was like, how do you spell the product? No, okay, so literally, literally, literal. like Crisco, okay. oh. uh, like legit lard. Um, you leave it in your hair. So you coat your hair with it. I try to avoid the scalp area. Otherwise, no amount of shampooing is going to make your hair look any greasy. Um, it's just going to be super greasy if you put it on your scalp, but conditioning the ends with it, put a shower cap on, let it sit for an hour and then wash your hair, shower as normal. It'll still have that like greasy feeling, but like two washes later, your hair is going to be glorious. So 
just a thing of Crisco. Just, yeah, just lard. Just find some good lard. <laughs> okay, this is like what our moms and our grandmas tell us. Like, back in my day, all I'm, I did was put That's where I got the yeah. idea from. My grandma, who passed away last January. God love her Aww. soul. She is amazing. Um, but prior to her dementia setting in, she had a lot of these old school, like the Apple lady. Have you heard of that thing? Yeah. Oh my God. Best hair removal thing I've ever seen in my life. Like that shit was great. It was like laser hair removal, but with a machine and it like really didn't grow back for a while. Didn't it hurt like shit though? Oh, it hurt so bad. And I did it when I was 16. It hurt so bad. I was like, this is so stupid. And then I was like, I haven't had to shave my legs in a week. Like, this is great. <laughs> now, I think I had like a ghetto one, like a, impo- like my mom was that person that didn't buy Cheerios. It would be like, oh, girl, you know, my mom too. Yeah. yeah, like she'd buy like the <laughs> off-brand stuff. So like, I think I had something like an Epa lady, but it was like, you know, I don't even know what it was called. And yes, that thing hurt like hell, but so I'm sorry. I don't wax anymore. I used no, to me wax. Neither. And I remember going even to the places in the city that were like, we you know, this is like the pain-free or the less pain with the whatever type of wax. And I would walk out of there sweating and being like, that shit still hurts. I'm sorry. Not, no guy is worth it. No. And okay. Let me ask you this question then, Michelle, have you ever gotten a Brazilian then? Yes. And it wasn't the, the, you know, the bunghole that hurt. It was still the sides, like just the normal sides. Like I was fine with like, you know, the, the lady bits the, part, the lady bits in the back. Maybe I was just still in shock from the sides, like Maybe. hurting. Like <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I felt like, and then I would get off of the paper that would be on the, like oh the God. table and it yeah. would be like soaking wet and like, ripped you were sweating. And, yes. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> See, I've never gotten a Brazilian two reasons. A, I don't need to go through all that pain. I've been married happily to the same guy for we're going on 12 years of marriage, but 17 years together. Oh, I mean, shit, if he hasn't left me through everything I've put him through, he's never leaving. God love him. He's the best. Um, but I decided I don't need a, I don't need a wax for that. And then two, I don't want to spread my legs for someone while they have casual conversation with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel a little uncomfortable in that, with that idea. Well, we went one time, it was right by Iron Mike's on, in Chicago. It was in like a brownstone and it was, we were all getting Brazilian for the first time. And there was like five of us and we even got t-shirts they had. They gave you little, these little tank tops that said, I just got Brazilian. But anyways, we were all in there at the same time. There's like these beds, like it was like a factory and they, we, we were drinking Chardonnay. They were giving us Advil before. We were Wait a smoke, minute. Time we were smoking. Out. No, you guys were all spread eagle together yes! in the same yes! room. Michelle, oh my God. Oh <laughs> and, my then God. We, and then we went to Ditka's afterwards in our like t like our little tank tops. And that was when you could smoke and like everywhere. Yeah. And we were like smoking. Like, I can't believe we just did that. We were like popping Advil getting Brazilian, drinking and smoking with these women, just like, you know, like it was like a oh, nail salon. My God, I would. No, wait, and did you know them? You said you knew them. Yes, right? yes. You all your friends. Okay, I was like, yeah. oh my God, complete stranger. <laughs> no, no oh they're, all, they're all my friends growing up. We were dying. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I would never have the guts to do that. Well, if social media was around, can you imagine oh the- re- God. I bet that place is shut down. Oh, absolutely. And I would have been on that. That's another thing. Like I think about if I had social media in college, high school, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have careers. I wouldn't have have careers. careers. No, No. No, I would have never been a teacher. Never. (laughs) Oh my God. The shit we did. We were just like on my girls trip, we were talking because some of my friends have older kids in like high school and stuff. And they're like, you know, we really have to educate our kids on what to do, what you can't do and yeah. what you got to watch out for nowadays. And it's and true. I'm telling you, these kids have no idea what's in store for them with social media. And I imagine it's only going to get more intense. But, you know, as, and, and the question was asked, you know, like, oh, you know, when are you guys all going to allow your kids to be on social media? And we had some, I nevers and some like that were already on it. Um, and, you know, no judgments or anything, but I sat there and I'm like, you know, I'm going to cross the bridge when Brooklyn, Brooklyn's going to be nine, you know, so 
you know, whatever, we'll see what happens like once middle school starts. But I think like anything in life, and I may be wrong, it's just about teaching our kids and ourselves on boundaries boundaries and monitoring it in the right way. Like it's kind of like saying when I was health coaching and I found myself being like, no sugar, no processed foods, no. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like you crave it. Then you crave all the things you can't have. I'm like, let, like you said earlier about the, you know, you did that amazing program for 30 days, but then you had a day where, you know, I mean, I had a donut today too, um, (laughs) where it's like, you have a donut, you have your birthday cake, whatever you do, you have your cocktails, whatever. It's like all about teaching how to monitor social media, monitor anything in life. Cause you could get addicted to anything. Absolutely. And just using it in small doses. Like, and that's something, you know, my daughter's also going to be nine in April and I allow her to FaceTime her friends. Do I like it? No, but I know that if I hide it from her or tell her she's not allowed, she's going to sneak behind my back and do it anyway, because she is my daughter. And I know that's how I did things like mm-hmm. F you, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and I'd go do it without my mom knowing. Um, so I know that that's exactly how she is. I see that she's a mini me. So we do want to allow her to use FaceTime, to text her friends on her iPad because she has that iCloud account. Yeah, yeah. She does not have a phone. I'm not ready for that yet. But it's again, teaching her to communicate. We we got her a, a gizmo watch. Oh, perfect. She can call us. The important thing was like, now she's going to friends' houses after school. Yep. I want to make sure I can communicate with her. Yep. Um, so Santa brought that for her, which again, I think this is our last year with Santa with this one. Um, but yeah, so she uses her gizmo watch to communicate with us. Like, what time did you want me home? It's great. So I think there's really great things with technology with our kids, young and old, but it is using it in moderation, monitoring what they're doing and setting boundaries. And I think we need to be the example too. If they see us like constantly and I catch myself, so I am not perfect. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, like she's like, mom. And I'm like, oh shit. You know, like yeah. I, ca- I do, I'm not perfect every day I'm not perfect. So it's like, yeah. I, I constantly have to really check myself. Well, um, you're so far better knows. than I, because I'll catch myself and then continue. Oh, I've continued to get this done. <laughs> well, yeah, there are times for sure. Definitely. Now. Okay. As we wrap up, I want everyone to know we're going to have everything in the show notes and links to get a hold of you and all that fun stuff. But how can you and your business help moms in the Tri-City area here or moms outside of this area? Like where, where can the listeners find you on social media and the web? Um, but again, I mean, I'll include everything, but some people don't scroll all the way down, but we'll, you know, so <laughs> be good. yes. Where can we find you? Um, so our website, stayandplaylocal.com. That'll be our landing page as we expand to new towns. So as long as you type in stayandplaylocal.com, um, you'll find the city you're looking for. Currently, it's just the Tri-Cities, but uh, we will be expanding into Naperville and a few other Chicago suburbs before our contacts in Colorado, Texas, Minnesota, California start setting up shop. What? Um, yeah. So <laughs> we need to get our bases covered here first for expansion so that we can expand further um, once we're ready for it. Um, but Stay and Play Local will always be the main stop as we grow. And then on social media, it's stayandplay.com try cities. Um, and again, as we grow, it'll be stay and play dot and then the city. So stay and play dot Naperville, stay and play dot Castle Rock in Colorado. Uh, as we grow, we'll be getting these tags and handles. So stay on the lookout there. Um, yeah. And that's how you guys can find us on Facebook and Instagram, stay and play dot try cities. Ah. Uh. I love it. I love seeing like everything grow with you and all you're doing and how fun you girls all are. Are you getting any mails or is it going to be? No, I, because of who our target demographic is, I mean, there's really not mails that apply. When we had open application, it was a lot of stay-at-home moms, which is really our ideal employee. You know, we want someone who has kids, who's at home, who has a little bit of spare time on her hands to go explore her town, take pictures, post about it on social. Um, so it's likely going to be someone who is female, not necessarily. There could be a stay-at-home dad that does that too. He just has to apply. 
Um, but so far it's only been females. We'd happily accept a male. <laughs> well, you are growing. You are just learning, growing, just expanding. I love it. You've got such an amazing voice out there and like meeting you. I wish all of my listeners could like meet you personally if they're not here in that tri-city area because you just have this like way to make moms comfortable and you have a way that allows women to be feel comfortable being honest like I feel like when I see you I could just tell you anything with like no judgment and that you would just listen or relate in some way so I just want to thank you for that and that's why I wanted you to be here you know thank and, you it's so yeah. funny because like my own perception of myself is very different so I appreciate that <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you so much Chrissy for being with us today and all the moms that are listening and we will be posting so much of in the show notes that Chrissy and I were talking about <laughs> um, including some of those um, guilty pleasure Instagram accounts yes. that, that we love <laughs> um, so moms until next time I want to just wish you a great week um, I want you to work hard and take just just a small step this week towards your honest motherhood. Chrissy, I'd love for you to say goodbye to the moms as well. Bye guys. It was so fun chatting with you. I hope to communicate with you guys on social because I don't have a brick and mortar to see your faces and say hello. So please communicate and talk with us on social. There are real people that work our social. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you next week and uh, reach out to me if you have any questions, if you have any topics, any guests, anything. Um, and thanks again for listening. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.